Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank Welcome to our spooky show It's not that complicated, so listen close <laughs> Welcome to... We go through Tom Hanks Ghoul MDB Reviewing all of his lobotomies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Dang, 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 Hanks Bank Pretty good Pretty good. I like that. I, I was going to tell you off for shouting at our audience members as soon as it started, as always. But you know, that's that's not that's not too bad. I, I like that. I'm trying. I'm all I'm doing right now is trying to think of ways I can punch it up. But I really, I really can't. You know, not that it was perfect by any means. Honestly, I just I'm I, just, I, think I, think just I forgot got, the words halfway through, and I was like, Yes, you actually did. Welcome to our brand new show. It's on the complicated to listen to We'll go through IMDb. We'll ghost through Google <laughs> MDB. <laughs> Reviewing all of Tom Hanks's lobotomies <laughs> doesn't quite quite track, but uh, yeah, you know, know, yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's inspiring. I appreciate it's the effort. You did a, a very much. Um, uh, there was a, a time once where I uh, I also did song parodies on this show, <laughs> and you very clearly uh, did what I did, which came up with one line, <laughs> and we're oh, like, yeah. "Sweet, I've got a line. Let's just go from there and see what happens." <laughs> Oh, but before we get too much into it, hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, with me as always is my co-host Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al Gillespie. It's actually not Al Gillespie this week, Jamie. It's Al Gillespie. It's Al Gillespie. It's also sexy voice, Al Gillespie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, laryngitis has reduced my voice to this husky, sexy baritone that you hear right now. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to say that is very much um, a self-characterised self-sex appeal. Uh, it has not been peer-reviewed at this point. Um, yes, you were you were very, very croaky over the weekend when I saw you, so oh, yeah. we delayed the, uh, delayed the recording a little bit, just in the hopes that you would uh, be recovered. We are now recording this. Oh, about eight hours before it comes out. Yeah. But that's fine. I won't do any editing. It'll be fine. How are you this week, Al, other than your laryngitis? Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Alyssa's in, uh, is on holiday. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, my, my partner's on holiday, so I will assume that uh, she's spending all her time in Venice uh, listening to Hanks Bank. Yes, uh, yeah, catching yeah. up, finally. I mean, you know, she's going to come back a new off. woman. <laughs> she's taking a lot of planes, uh, you know, a lot of sitting around in nice Italian cafes, and she could chat with her friends, or she could listen to this podcast. So we'll find out uh, when she comes back. Uh, it does remind me, uh, Al, of um, we went on holiday a few weeks ago, as you know, uh, and one of my favourite things to happen on holiday, which is uh, we were sharing a bedroom. I'm telling this story to you, even yeah, yeah, though yeah. you were part no, of, of it. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's very I've weird. I've forgotten. Um, I'm not um, going to get a glass of water. No. Well, no, you have to be here to react to the I funniness of the story. It's um, so we were uh, sharing a room uh, together and... Uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, fun fact about me, I have tinnitus, uh, which is uh, ringing in the ear, uh, which means I like to listen to things or watch things while I go to sleep so that I'm not distracted by the tinnitus. Like so, Baby Driver. 
like Baby Driver, exactly. You're f- a Baby Driver. Mate, he, he really put us on the map, old Baby Driver, yeah. when it's tinnitus. Um, the Baby Driver. Uh, and so I often listen to uh, podcasts or, or what something. Uh, and so I was listening to a podcast who was going to sleep. And you just run away for and go, are you listening to Hank's No, 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 no. You were listening to a podcast while going to sleep. And laughed very loudly. Yes. yes. To which I asked, "Are you listening?" <laughs> of course, because I do. I a do listen to Hank's Bank and b do gotta laugh those, at myself when I do. It. Up. But we both agreed it would be insane <laughs> if I listened to myself screaming to to lull myself into sleep. Yeah, I I I, I uh, maybe figured out why you have sinuses. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just constantly listen to recordings of myself shouting at me. Oh, no. Uh, No, tinnitus, it sucks. Real bad. Don't like it at all. But, you know, it means I've watched all of The Office and all of Community and all of any other comedy that's on Netflix and or Amazon Prime probably three times over at this point as I just watch them while I go to sleep. Um how was my week? Uh, fine. <laughs> Thanks I was, for go- I was going to ask. There's such a thing as a, a natural lull in the conversation. It happened and you filled it before I could. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to get in there before I get my sassy comments in. That is, that is very much our style of conversation is, is uh, similar to how like 13 year olds debate, which is uh, if you speak faster and more aggressive, then you win. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, I'm probably only speaking fast and aggressive uh, at the moment. Uh, in in an attempt to um, you know gather up some energy and oh, warm yeah. myself up because it's that's fucking not how your week is. <laughs> I know, but it's all I can think of to talk about. Out, it's fucking <laughs> freezing in here. What the shit? I was your heating isn't working, and I frankly believe that. If your heating isn't working, you should pre-warn someone. I'm so, I fortunately you've been in this house like in the last two days. It wasn't that cold when it was last here. But it's that's really beca- I can light a candle, I guess. <laughs> that's not gonna make a difference. I can make yes, a hot water bottle if you want. No, it's fine. I'm sat here in my hoodie and my warm jacket. Sure. But for, I was fortunate enough. I'm not normally someone who layers up, but it was pretty There's cold a rug outside. There. No, I'm fine. I'm look. I'm trying. There's another look, rug there. Look. look. You, if you know, if you know anything about me, it is that I will actively not fix a problem just so I can complain about I it. Mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, please do get your heating fixed, mm. or tell me, and we'll fucking record at my house. Um, my house is I'll, really warm. I'll just make your hot water next time. No, get your that's not a. That mine is a better solution. But there's literally just a rug there. We fine. Yeah, I'll put that over my feet because Why don't you it my, your to- face? My, my toes are cold, and because that would muffle my delicious, delicious toes. That's an interesting. I have a delicious voice. Apparently, sure, it must sure. be consumed and 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 savored. <laughs> Paired well with a last glass of white wine. An- an- a last glass. glass of wine. Look, look. The cold <laughs> is getting to my brain. It's not making me form thoughts properly. So, as I'm not forming thoughts properly, Al, you tell me, what, what do we do here? What's, what's, obviously we are the show that chronology reviews some Hank's yeah. entire MDB, but, but why are we doing that? Well, well, guys, as, as I hope you learned from the song, uh, Tom Hanks was lobotomized 92 times over the t- period of his career, and uh, we, we examine the uh, chunks of human brain that remain uh, that came out in each of these lobotomies, and, and we, we re-examine it, and we put it through a spectroscope, and we see what this tells us about Tom Hanks at this age. 
That's not the answer you were looking for? <laughs> no, no, Okay, <laughs> let, let, me, let me try again. Let me try again. Yeah. Tom Hanks died in the year 1952. A spectre possessed his corpse. A spectre, you might be thinking, who is this ghost? It is, of course, the spectre of Warren G. Harding. That's right, the former president of the United States of America. This ghost went... Ooh, what shall I do in this young boy's body for the rest of his life? He wanted to become an actor. That's right, Warren G. Harding. Maybe the greatest president in United States history? Who knows? Certainly not. I went out and changed the landscape of American film. Now, years later, the year was 2017, I guess, and these aliens come down. Jamie and I, the bouncy boys that we were, were on a trampoline. That's right, we were bouncing. Boing, boing, boing. And suddenly, mid-bounce, as we're both up in the air, we hit that perfect spot, and we don't stop. We just don't stop. We go up, we go higher, we go higher. I look to Jamie, Jamie looks to me. We're like, shit, what's happening? The aliens, they got us, Jamie. What happened next? Uh, well, they said that um, we're from the United States of space. Yeah. We're, we're, we're delegates. Did you um, understand them the way that uh, you were saying? Well, no. I, this was being relayed to me through you because they were sure. speaking Swahili, of course, uh, which I don't speak, but no, you've been man. speaking since birth. It's true. Um, but I believe, as has been uh, described as the case, I believe they told me the entire. Th- they told you the entire uh, thing in Swahili. Yeah, yeah. You then told me all of that, yeah. and then they gave me a pin which yeah. gave, I inserted into my brain and meant I could understand Swahili. Why they didn't do that beforehand to sort of speed up the translation process, I don't know. They're dicks. Exactly. So they were explaining to you, look, we're delicates, we're from the United States of space, and we're here, we're trying to find another planet. Mm-hmm. Why do we need another planet? Well, because Flomatron 8, they're going through a process called Flexit. Bounce. What? Flags it. Bounce. Sorry. That's, what? What, that's the noise the Flomatrons make. When, <laughs> when they flags it, they all stood in a circle and they went, Bounce. They left. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> they stood in a circle. They wanted to leave the United States space. They stood in a circle and they had to get a certain amount of the Flomatrons in a circle and they all went, Bounce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Keely, there, there is... An actual formal process that has already been described, which sure. is Trevor Tramman, the uh, president. Yeah. No, the Tsar. Uh, no, I think it's Tsar. I think it might be the Tsar of <laughs> um, of Flomatron Eight. Uh, said flexed his guns and said, "We out, bitches." Yeah. and that started the process of Flomatron Eight. But so but did the process. He, the process was formally, formally hard. That's what triggers. I'm saying. Yeah. Therefore, he said. We out bitches. So uh, and this course, was after the opinion poll. Yeah, the opinion poll was them going there was a bounce. I'm not sure what you might call it, uh uh, you know, a plebiscite. Let's <laughs> go for of course. And then but the way this is done on Flow Train is you get a load of people in a circle and they either say bounce <laughs> or they say bing and everyone stood there and went bounce. So you know, that's how that happened. So so the bounce didn't represent bounce. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, I heard you say it. the bounce didn't no, don't, don't you dare. The bounce didn't represent, like, we bouncing, like, we're leaving. Yeah. Just always when they vote, the two choices are bounce and bing. Yeah. And they pre-decide what bounce well, and bing means. And it just happened that this time bounce meant we bouncing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, look, <laughs> they're not allowed to do these plebiscites very often, so it's normally for things, you know, they can only do it if it's like an in-out thing. So they have, therefore, you know, the bounce or the bing makes sense, of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. Um... 
So yeah, Flemmatron Eight uh, started the process of flex it, but it's been going on for a little while. So they're like, yeah, so yeah. while the while it's been it going g- on, keeps getting extended, keeps getting yeah, extended. keeps going on and on and on. Um, uh, so while it's going on. Uh, the aliens uh, from the United States of space, they're going around, they're trying to find a, an, an appropriate replacement. They want people to prove their worth. Yeah. And we were like, don't worry, we got this. We're going to show you our greatest human. We decided, of course, mm-hmm. our greatest human is Tom Hanks because yeah. he is. Yeah. So I mean, obviously we all like Warren G. Harding and his performances in Tom Hanks. Exactly. Body. I should make it clear for any new listeners um, that the, actual concept of the show started around about when he started talking about aliens yeah, yeah, yeah. anything before that whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is very much an evolving mythology let me tell you what tom hanks being possessed uh, by look, the ghost of look, orange no, no, they, no. Part of the, you know what you know what i've put enough dumb shit in <laughs> i refuse to do another 80 episodes where we have to pretend Tom Hanks is actually the reincarnation no, no, no. of Warren G. Harding. Again, it's Halloween. We don't have to mention it any other time other than Halloween. <laughs> yeah, also, by the way, guys, we're not actually doing any, like, horror film this week. Nah, nah. This is... Al just is going with... It's Halloween. Ooh, two days key. before Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, we, we, we said we're going to show you uh, Tom Hanks. I'm like, cool, bring him here. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't just show you Tom Hanks. Yeah. We want to show you what he's created. Of course. And then we had a quick skim through his IMDb, and we're like, "Oh fuck, maybe we've maybe we've maybe picked wrong here. There's actually quite a lot of trash in here." Okay, give us give us a couple years. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. go, and we're gonna bring you a curated, an artisanal selection of Tom Hanks' work. So they're gonna prove that humanity is worth saving. And bringing into the United States of space. Yeah, we should have clarified. Um, it is humanity's worth saving because in their selection process, if they deem you not worthy to the United States of space, they do just blow you up. Um, that That is the oh, alternate yeah. option. They it, go, it, it is either- bounce, and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so really... There's a lot of high... We haven't really talked about it, but there's a lot of high stakes here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys should be thankful that we negotiated the, like, extra couple years while we sorted this out. Because, yeah, um, humanity's entire continuance is riding on which Tom Hanks films we show them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have to take our time. We have to go through them chronologically, one by one, and decide whether they put, go in the Hanks bank. The collection of Tom Hanks movies we're going to show to the end is to jo- prove our worth to them to join the United States of space and not get blown up. To any new listeners, go listen to another episode. <laughs> it might make a little bit more sense. Yeah, yeah. Go, go back to Toy Story. Sorry, it was a great time. Go, go listen to Toy Story again. All right, download um, this. Force more people to download this. That's why we're doing it earlier this time. Yeah, make everyone in your office download this, and then go listen to Toy Story. But or before we uh, make our evaluations, of course, <laughs> sure. we have to give a little bit of context. Every week we give a little bit of historical context, and we give a little bit of show context. This week you are tasked with historical context. Uh, what have you decided to go with? Because I sort of I texted you, you didn't respond, so I don't know yeah, if you yeah. got that. Um, yeah, this movie is released in 1998. Oh. Uh, we have two other releases in 1998, uh, yes. being Save It, Private Ryan and You Got Mail. Mm. But we have not had a release in 1997. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what, what your plan is for this historical context. Uh, so as you suggested, I'd like to keep you on your toes. That's why I didn't respond. I, 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 like, I like the sense of fear. That comes with you not knowing what I'm going to do. Uh, so go for 97. I'm going to go with your suggestion. Uh, look, 97, B 
bit of a mixed year. Let's be honest here. Some couple of good things, uh, imp- including one very important birthday. And <laughs> oh, it's going to come up. Oh, I, all you listeners at home, some, uh, think whether it's you. Remember when your birthday is and try to think whether it might be you. <laughs> try and think if you're born in the year 1997. That's right. Try and keep that number in your head. 1997. So well, let's think of the positives. All right. I guess positives. Bill Clinton re-elected, sworn in as president of the United States. Hey, you know, but Madeleine Albright, first female secretary of state. That's yeah, that's fun. Yourself. Yeah, you did just spit all yeah, over your bed. That's, that, that's <laughs> a positive. Uh, a negative, of course, uh, would be the fact that the Heaven's Gate mass cult series cult happened in 1997. Uh, you, know, uh, you mentioned last week, Johnny. Wait, she- is, is that Joe? Is that different from Jonestown? Yes. Ah, uh, there's another one? Uh, yes, Jonestown, I believe, is in... I don't believe it's done by Heaven's Gate. I believe, I believe Jonestown is done in South America. Whereas, huh. whereas Heaven's Gate, I believe, is California. I think. Fun! Because, and in Jonestown, I believe there was like a senator. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. Fuck, no, I know. I just Googled, I just Googled Heaven's Gate. And I'm, it, I shouldn't laugh, but it is very funny that it says members 41 open brackets pre 1997 yeah, yeah, yeah. to post 1997 so oh jesus yeah, okay yeah, yeah. very 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 dark uh on the positive side of course tony blair gotta love him things Woo! are gonna get better Education, education, education. Not a rock, not a rock, not a Guess what happens the day after uh, Tony Blair gets uh, elected? That's right, Jamie. We win the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> so it definitely has happened once in our lifetime. I'm I, not sure of any other I was going to say, I assume that's the last time we won it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard of anyone since. But May 3rd, 1997, Jamie, that's right. I remember the specific date that Tony Blair was elected, May 2nd. And therefore, I know the, uh, the day when, uh, the, uh, the, the, I think it's... Kate and the Waves uh, wins uh, Eurovision. Uh, let's think. Um, you know, are there any more positives? Ooh, well, uh, not a joke. Diana dies. Um, you know, Christ, quite sad. That's- you know, I'm. We we did this for a while, yeah. where you know throughout the eighties we'd always include all these depressing facts, yeah. and then I think for a while I've managed to make it quite clear you can just not mention <laughs> now, them. Now, it's important to it's, the context of this movie coming out when people are watching this. Uh, yeah, when people watching this movie, they're really sad that Diana died a year ago uh, in December of that year. Of course, Titanic comes out, uh, which Ooh. was for a very long time the highest. Uh, grossing movie of all time uh, not I, if you adjust for inflation I believe it's second now if you adjust for inflation behind Gone with the Wind because uh, Gone with uh, the Wind like kept on getting re-released over Gone with the Wind has made an awful lot of money um, I believe if you don't adjust for inflation it's second um, behind Avengers now no no I'm saying if you adjust for inflation yeah I'm sure I'm sure it is still um, uh, second I believe uh, on the positives uh, of course uh you know, uh, one day before my birthday, um, I was about to turn three. Someone else is born into this world. That's right. Evie White, our logo designer, was born on the 6th of October, 1997, making her two years and 364 days younger than me. Evie, <laughs> happy birthday. Many, many years ago. And I want to throw out everyone else born in 1997, including my siblings. If you listen to this show, your birthday would have been read out, but you don't, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, look, as everyone knows... Yeah. Everyone who's been listening, <clears throat> if you want your birthday read out, yeah, got a, you got you got a message us. Evie, Evie shot me a message. She said, "I want I want to be 
I want to be held there. I want to be. I want to be memorialised in the Hanks Bank. Um, in the Hanks Bank. Um, Ah, oh, oh, you know when there's in a word the Hanks Bank. in the Hanks Bank. Yeah, she's going. We're putting you right Evie's in the Hanks Bank. Birthday's um, Hanks Bank. She's uh, yeah. Did our logo design? Um, lovely friend of mine. Anyone who wants to check her out, it's ever at Evelyn White Designs on Instagram. Uh, she is a fantastic illustrator and an even better person. Uh, so please do check her out and give her a follow. And yeah, she was born in 1997. I yeah. If you want your, I, I say if you just, want your just, birthday memorialized, send us a message. Just tweet but, at us. But I'm, I'm fairly sure Evie White's probably the youngest person that listens to this podcast. I mean, maybe she, it makes her 22. Do I think a 20 year on year old A does uh, or B should listen to this podcast? Uh, no, on both saying, accounts. You're saying our age brackets is 22 to 26. Is what you're saying? That's no. Your parents have listened once. Sure. Yeah, that 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 look <laughs> have listened, but really widens that age bracket. We've got to accept that. Uh, so you know, I reckon there's probably a couple yeah. people older than me that listen to this. Uh, maybe, maybe one or two. The Republic of Ireland allows divorce. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry, what we're going to end sorry, on. Sorry, I Jamie, thought you were done. No, no, please tell us a little bit about the... Um, I, you know what? I wish I could, Al. There's not much <laughs> to say about this. Um, so... Uh, for anyone who's looked at the title, has no idea what this is. Uh, it's called From Earth to the Moon. It was an HBO uh, 12-part miniseries uh, that aired from uh, April 5th to May 10th. Yep. Two episodes at a time. All of the, Each of them an hour long. Uh, it was produced by Tom Hanks um, and Ron Howard, among a couple of other people. Um, and what it is is essentially a docudrama. Uh, document, it's a docudrama. Do you know what a docudrama no, is? I, uh, yeah, sure. Um... It's not, it's not that dramatic. Well, no. It's not the it, episode we watched. No, but it's called a documentary. You know, they go to the moon and it's all fine. Drama. Okay. Um, Al, I'm... As... As someone who... As someone who... No, as someone who... No, as someone who I believed studied English. Yes. Um, I am going to have to help you with, you know, the definitions of words uh, here. First um, of all, drama is a very nebulous thing. It is incredibly... <laughs> the actual definition of drama, really, really friggin'... Bro- like broad nebulous. yeah no no exactly which is why the word docudrama doesn't mean it has to be a dramatic piece of art it means uh, docudrama as in a dramatized version of actual events you could also call it a docu-narrative uh, uh, you know, well I mean, I'm going with what fucking Wikipedia said it called it a docudrama <laughs> Which is, as I said, a dramatised version of uh, real events in a documentary format. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's telling the story of the Apollo space programme in the 60s and 70s. Uh, Hanks himself is a huge space fan from his uh, time doing Apollo 13, but he also uh, he fell in love with space, uh, studied space a lot. And in fact, he even has an asteroid named after him, um, which Fun is fact cute. about the year 1997, yeah. it was the first year people were buried in space. There were 22 people's remains were shot up in a rocket to space. Cool. And Didn't that, know that. Yeah, now you do. Thank you very much. Then little adding more. You know, you know it's very nice. But, um, but we have segments in this, Al. Yeah. And, and we have the historical context and we have the show context. You, you and like, it's, you like and it's fine. And, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, really? I feel like you know what I'm guessing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're the kind of. I'm not going to go down that sure. route. But yeah, no. I'm. You know. Let's keep these set. These distinct. Let's go with distinct. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not meld them too much. Okay. All I'm saying is your historical context should not intrude upon my show context. 
I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my words as carefully yeah. as I can. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, uh, yeah, so it's produced by Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks also guest directs one episode and writes two of them, including the one uh, we are reviewing uh, today. Uh, Sally Field also guest directs uh, one of them, which is uh-huh. fun. Um, Hanks actually appears in every single episode as uh, sort of an intro. He introduces every single episode. But thank fuck for us, Alexander. He is only credited as an actor in one of them. Great, great. Because we did not have to watch 12 hours of documentaries. Always good. So the one we're reviewing today is the last episode. Which, uh, it's cro- much like um, a famed podcast. Uh, it has been chronologically um, talking about the Apollo space program. So it's looking at Apollo 17, uh, which is the last manned uh, Apollo space mission that lands on the moon. Um and uh, in this, they are both doing the docudrama uh, retelling of the Apollo 17 space mission. But also, uh, alongside that, they are portraying a uh, dramatised version of the creation of Georges Méliès' La Voyage dans la Lune. Yep. Uh, Georges Méliès' uh, The Trip to the Moon, I think is what it's called in English. Yeah, The Trip to the Moon is yeah. what it's called in English. Uh, which is a, uh, one of the very early... Films. Proper narrative yeah. films before uh, Georges Méliès. Uh, a lot of films were basically just here's a train coming towards a station, or like here's a building falling down. They were more uh, technical, uh, showing off of look, we can do moving images. And he was one of the first few people to be like, no, I want to tell a story. And he does. Uh, it's it's a fantastic short film. Uh, I would recommend anyone to to give it a watch. It's about thirteen minutes long, uh, and it's sort of the story of like these wizards traveling to the moon of course this is in 1902 the idea of space travel is extremely fanciful uh, at the time uh, and tom hanks plays a uh, completely fictional assistant to uh, georges melier called jean-luc despont uh that's all i've got so let's let's let's, let's talk about let's this, talk about this and jamie uh, there's not really a narrative to be a let's kind of obviously, no. obviously as you said there are these two halves on the one hand the last time people went to the moon yep and you know what 1972, uh, the Apollo 17 uh, space mission. Of course, we talked a little bit about this when we did uh, Apollo 13 as well. Uh, But yeah, they've got a few actors uh, in to play the astronauts as well as a fictionalized version of NASA uh, telling this mission. Nowhere near as detailed as potentially Apollo 13 does it, but uh, it gives you an idea of who these people were. Uh, There was uh, the first ever actual scientist to go into space as an astronaut and to land on the moon. Uh, He had a geologist background. Um, and then another dude um, yeah. <laughs> who had already been to space and already been yeah. in on an Apollo mission. I believe he'd been in on Apollo. It's recording again. Oh we'll my fight. God, Al! What, we'll it, it, just, it just it just stopped recording for some reason. Okay, do you know when we'd stop yeah, recording? Yeah, no, and like I saw it stop, and okay. then I went ah. What, what went, was what was the last thing I said? Um, you were talking about the moon. Okay, yeah, so we got these two, there's only two men that go to the moon, and it sort of tells us that story, we'll sort of hit on a little bit, with a narrator as well, um, uh, in a doc, yeah. like like a documentary, but again, the doc, it's not an actual documentary, yeah. because all of the they're all actors playing they, those people, but it is telling the real story. Although, I couldn't find how much, like, I, I couldn't find anywhere, like, what the research is based on, like, whether it... Like, whether they actually spoke to astronauts. I think there was some stuff about, like, the actors got to speak to astronauts, but I don't know sure. about the actual telling of events, what their sources were. This is the the first time in a while, like, I, this happened a bit more than the older ones, where I'm really struggling to recount this. Like, I, I know, I, I can tell you right now, like, obviously, as you did earlier, what happened, this happens. On the other side, Tom Hanks plays the assistant. 
that kind of going through it, we see some funny scenes being recreated of yeah. uh, La Voyage de la Lune. Uh, Dans la Lune. Dans la Lune. Pardon, pardon. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Uh, we just need the rest of this in French. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oui. Uh, bonjour. That, I, mean, that, <laughs> I mean, it is our Halloween episode, and what's scarier than the foreign invasion? Uh, <laughs> so, but... You know, in terms of narrative, like no. that's that's a, that's about um, it. Like we, I, it's we do get a bit, we get much more of a narrative on the um, La Voyage on la Lune sure. uh, side of things. So, uh, my, in my favourite part of this, Tom Hanks is playing um, a, uh, a a fictional yeah. assistant, and we get clips of him at the time, yes. like making the film or whatever. But they've also put him in age up makeup. Yeah, and um, he's speaking French. And he's speaking French. He's speaking French, <laughs> and, then, and then and then and then he dubs over voice. with Tom Hanks's voice. But it's also Tom Hanks yeah, speaking yeah. French. And as far as I can tell, it is actually what he's because uh, obviously I can't hear it fully because Tom Hanks sure. is speaking over it. It is what the actual French words are supposed sure. to be, just really poorly because it's. Tom Hanks, yeah. and then so, and then, so and they, then in the in the narrative, Tom Hanks obviously speaking English with English accent. You know what? Probably American the right, accent. American accent. Sorry, probably the right way. Yes, to yeah, do, no. Uh, people but, speaking but then the language. Person, person playing George Melier is speaking in a Hello! Oh, we need to go across <laughs> and film this. What are you doing, you morons? Yeah, the phosphorus needs to be bigger. And then Tom Hanks like, okay, I'll do that for you, sir. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, it gives you a little bit of a backstory about how this. Well, it's again a fictional backstory where um, George Melier was wanting to uh, make a film, so he brings on Jean-Luc Despont, uh, who is uh, uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know that person who this yeah, podcast yeah, about. Right. Um, and then yeah, we get clips of them making the film, and it's <coughs> interspersed with actual clips from the film, and yeah. then they cut back to uh, their their pre-made set that they're making, and it's pretty bang on for the film like yeah, have you I, had you seen the film before no. have you watched it now no i should oh you should yeah you should have you dick I'll watch um, it before the next it's, it's very cu- as 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 a french student and someone who did one year of film studies Ooh. i know this film very well um but yeah so uh, the the actual recreation they're doing is yeah. is really really good and it's it's cute I like it. Yeah, they, no, they, it's, they talk a lot about uh, the idea of like him, this really fanciful idea of space travel, and there it like anyone who's seen the film, like it is literally about like a wizard going to space. Yeah. Um, but then they talk about like how difficult it was and how George made it. Like they were making the first narrative film. Like that's a really difficult thing. No one sure. really knew what that was. But then there were fun parts as well because uh, a, a very iconic shot from the film is the moon. Uh, but with a person's face and then the rocket flying into it. Yeah. Uh, the way they did that is by getting a mold, uh, like a person's face into like a pie mold and then mm. chucking a bunch of whipped cream on his face. And that's a really cute shot. So yeah, the making of the film is quite cute. This is then interspersed with Apollo 17. You, you get interviews with the astronauts. Not the real the, astronauts, actors the, playing the astronauts. Actors yeah. playing the astronauts. They make it to the moon. They start yep. doing research there. Sure. Um, the geologist, the sort of narrative is like the geologist isn't really taking any of it in. He's just there to do the science, do the work. And then the other guy is like, standing there going, fucking hell, that's the earth. That's, yeah. I'm on the Beautiful. earth. Yeah. Um, that's kind of it. That's kind of it. We get through uh, the film. The, the last 15 minutes is where the film starts to sort of make, it point, make its point or the documentary starts to make, make its point. Um, <coughs> The uh, on the George Melier side, uh, the film is released to rave reviews. It's done really, really well. Um, and then we get a shot of him 
watching the film and talking about how he's going to take it to New York. Yeah. And he's really, really powerful. He's really... Uh, but of course, again, it's been this ridiculous over the time. Ah, I'm going to make all this amazing. money. I'm going to take it to New York and, and everyone will love it. And see women. And then <laughs> in, in, in what is a um, slightly adjusted version of the truth, but it's the truth. Thomas Edison steals his film and then takes it to New... Like, pays off... I think in the... Um, uh, in the version that uh, in the film uh, they tell the story that he saw it in London and then he bribed the filmmakers and then ma- the uh, sorry the cinema operators yeah. and then made a bunch of copies of it and took it to uh, New York. It's not that's not quite the the exact story. Um, it was just kind of being pirated and distributed uh, right. illegally uh, by a lot of people. But it was Thomas Edison that took it back to New York and just started profiting off it. In fact, despite being one of the um, you know uh, foremost early filmmakers, Georges Méliès. His first films didn't have his name on them in America for the first like six months that they were made. And George Melier goes bankrupt. He doesn't make any money off his films. Um, Tom Hanks talks about that. And he talks about how it's really sad. Like, just as things you think are going well, I think the quote is just as things are going well, that's when they all fall to the ground. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the idea of um, both George Melier's just really created this incredible film, but then a few years later he's bankrupt. And Apollo 17, this is in. uh, juxtaposed with the fact that they find some brown rock they found they find some mud they they make a monumentous uh what they think is a monumentous discovery they think that it means that there's oxidization uh on the surface of the uh the moon and that could be um hugely important for potential future colonization of the moon uh, it turns out that it was actually something else it was the, so the first time round because it's happened twice yeah the first time round is the reflection from the lunar rover there's some like a gold um, solar panel or whatever on there and that reflects making it brown they do find some actual brown dirt there yeah though. a brown rock and the tear that rock but they, yeah they talk about <coughs> uh, how just and with an interview with the uh, actors playing the astronauts uh, talking about how after this mission they, they essentially got home and were immediately told by Nixon in, 19, in 1972 that they were the last people to step on the moon this century um, because NASA, the Apollo space yeah. program was was completely uh, gutted after this, and they were not the astronauts were annoyed because they felt they were just about getting good at it. They were just about discovering, um, figuring out the right things to yeah, analyzing how to make the it right, safer, how, yeah how how to do how to make it safer, how to get effective research from it. Yeah. We also get uh, talks of like just the idea of how mon- monumentous it was to travel yeah. to the moon and like how we went there and I say we, they're doing this from an American perspective. They went there and even just getting the photos of people on the moon with the earth. And it created such amazing perspective. We also get, um, and I'll touch on this a little bit more in my thoughts about the thing. Um, the non-geologist astronaut, um, is kind of a dick. Um, and he goes on this like weird up himself, uh, thing about, I look back down and, I saw my footprint there, and yeah, look back on the last footprint on the moon. It's the same size as mine. And he's really proud about of himself, which, you know, it's fine. Be, be proud of yourself, but... Yeah, Jamie, he, he, he did go to... I, I realised, <laughs> as we've established in Apollo 13, not that impressive, but you know what? He but, can feel himself. There is an arrogance to it that's, like, sure. a little bit much. But you know what? You go to the moon, I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so then we get uh, 
them coming back down and we get uh, the final shots are of uh, JFK uh, his yeah. very famous speech I can't remember the whole speech but it includes the line of uh, we did those things not because they were easy but because they were hard uh, talking about going to space and space travel obviously this being 20 years earlier and I assume something that they will have probably started off I don't know but probably something they started off this whole 12 uh, episode arc with and then we get a list of all the men who travelled on all the uh, Apollo space missions and that's it yeah that, that so let's talk about this film yeah the documentary whatever it is episode. TV show um, sure I I really like the concept when I read it sure I thought the idea of looking at the last manned uh, mission to the moon interspersed with looking at uh, La Voyage on la Lune was a really really cool idea I think it was relatively well executed, but there are aspects of it that I find silly and or bad. The Tom Hanks speaking French and then having an American accent. <laughs> dumb. Really weird decision. You just didn't have to have him speaking French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just that, have English. It's fine. Just have it's him fine. be an American. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, it's a really it's dumb and it like made me laugh at it for the wrong reasons. Sure. There are also aspects of this and I want to say on the positive side, I think the looking at why don't we go to the moon anymore is very interesting and comparing it to how fanciful and uh, sort of mythical the idea of space travel once was and then how impressive it was to eventually go there and actually do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um is a really cool and thought-provoking thing. But there is an aspect of American exceptionalism that sort of prevails through it, that as a British person, both in the fact that I am not American and in the fact that I am very much raised to not like speak up, a, not, yeah. not like the idea of patriotism. really re- patriotism and really speaking up your accomplishments like that. Sure. It just leaves a little bit of a weird taste in my mouth for that. Um, but that, but I fully recognise that that's just my fully own personal experiences. But also my own personal experiences that I generally agree with. I don't think it's great to just whap yourself off over the fact you went to the moon. It's great that you went to the moon, but it's not great to whap your country off because you went to the moon. I, here's my thing. I, I think my issue with this is it very much reads as a, like, I'm trying to think of what this is, uh, like a, uh, Christ, a social studies class, like a fifth grade social studies class thing where your teacher doesn't really want to teach and sticks it on and talk about the moon. But <coughs> I feel as a documentary or a, a docudrama, right? Half documentary, half drama. On the docu side, I there are lots of decisions I do not get. I do not get when I assume these guys are either still alive, like were still alive at the time, it was only twenty years afterwards, or at the very least, people who had worked on the mission were still alive. I don't, I do, I do not understand why dramatically they decided it's better to have actors yeah. play these real people, where because- actually, like, I, I do not care that, like, this, even though it's like verbatim, if, if it was just like a verbatim yeah. thing and they were giving performances to these verbatim things, like, like in verbatim theatre or whatever, I think there would be some artistic interesting thing about that but to create what is effectively a fake documentary about a real thing 
is like okay to some extent okay you know, I'm, I'm sure they're definitely in terms of the, like the docudrama aspects of like like there are definitely good documentaries which use um, kind of uh, recreations and stuff and ab- like aberrations and that kind of stuff to tell a narrative point and to have people act to them and I, and I appreciate that yeah. I think that's good and I think like- it, it would have been fine. The the idea of recreating the actual <coughs> scenes on the moon and recreating oh, yeah. the scenes in NASA, fine. No problem. But having that. the interviews yeah, in a documentary es- format es- is weird. Especially when... Because you have, a, you have a voiceover. You don't need them at all. And, like, there are other more interesting ways where you could, you could have them on the moon saying this stuff, right? Like, you could do that so, like, artistically it's a slightly more interesting thing. But no, they, instead you're recreating interviews which you don't need to recreate. And, like, sure, I guess... Sh- sure... I don't think those performances are particularly good. I'd also, no, I don't think the acting is very good like, in, this, in general. So on that that half of that half of it, the stuff on the moon is great. They could, like that stuff, the actual stage, the the kind of effects, the sets, yeah. all that stuff, really, really well done, brilliant. My issue is just like on that side of things when it's talking about the last the last time the moon. I it does not at all talk about why people might not want people to go to the moon. Now I personally. I, I disagree with you on the Rara thing. I do think it's fucking phenomenal. Like in the in the history of humanity, it is a fundamental. It is a, it is you know someone builds the wheel, and then one day someone goes to the moon. It is that level of a thing, and I think that is so incredible. Like I, I can see the and I personally think we should be funding these space programs. We should be yeah. going out there. It is incredible. Keep on doing it. I, I fully mean, agree with you on that. My issue is not with sure. the being happy with doing it and thinking it's an incredible achievement it's the tying it to a national identity well, sure, which they do do they do do but also you know in, in the context of the space race the, both you know both between Russia and the US is the the, the race to space was a was a, a a contest of two superpowers it was a national identity thing it was these things that that's why they were funding millions and millions of dollars into it but that is a more interesting idea right if it was such a national identity thing, if going to the moon was such a, a proud thing for many Americans, why, 20, 10 years later, whatever, did they decide that they didn't want to go anymore? And what, bringing in some kind of social context, some kind of context about the fact that, like, hey, people thought maybe that money could be spent on social programs, or all that kind of stuff. You know, why, why are we sending people to the moon when I don't have clean water is a fair point, an interesting point. And for a documentary, that for me on that side of things is much more interesting than just Nixon didn't want us to go to the moon anymore. And but, that's a missed opportunity, I guess. But I just don't think that's what they're trying to make. They're, well, they're trying to make a celebration of the Apollo space program. Sure, sure. That's what they're trying to make. That, that's fair enough. But then as a celebration of the Apollo space program, not having the actual, anyone who actually, or seemingly at least, there seems to be actors, anyone who really worked on it tell us their stories is a mistake yeah and I, I because though they are the heroes you know who's not a hero is like to be hey maybe it's from some Vietnam or like a war I don't know but an actor acting as an astronaut is not a hero a hero is someone who like goes out of their way and puts their life on the limb to further like humanity's reach and so on that so on that side of things I think that's not a massive failure like I'm not going to come around and be like this is a one but like it's boring it is. It is. It is a social class video. Now, the the voyage to the moon stuff, like you said, is a really interesting thing to pair it with. That's like that's so cool. You know, um, the idea of in the eighteen hundreds, right? Like the, the early, the late nineteenth century, the early twentieth century, uh, people. The idea of going to the moon being a fantasy thing, it being tied with wizards because <laughs> it was seen as being so out of reach. It is a fancy idea that man will ever walk on the moon, and the idea that you know, one hundred and fifty years later, hundred years later. 
man will have walked on the moon so much that no one cares about it anymore is interesting. But but narratively, there is no narrative in that side, really. It's just, they make the film, and then Thomas Edison steals the film at the end, and that's stolen voiceover. Yeah. And... So yeah, like it's it's fine. It's it is it is meant for. Do you have a Sunday afternoon and like sixty minutes? I don't think you'll learn anything, really, other than the fact that we stopped going to the moon and that <laughs> once someone made a movie about that. Wait, wait. You think someone might learn that we stopped going to? The I moon? guess so. Because otherwise, <laughs> why? Like, because I I don't think it tells the the story of Apollo seventeen particularly well, and I don't think it tells the story of. Voyage to the Moon particularly well nor do I think it either ties those two things up into what I'm guessing from the rest of the thing it should be a summation of you know this this was maybe the crowning moment of America as a nation and it ended and it, the America as a nation achieved something which man has has wanted about and looked at the stars and thought about for hundreds if not thousands of years and that stopped and it doesn't say why it doesn't say it doesn't really say anything other than the fact that this happened. And for me, that's unsatisfying. So what would you give this out of five? I'd so, so just just for listeners who um, haven't listened before, we rank the film or the TV show or whatever out of five. It, we rank the uh, the movie out of five or the... the, the Whatever it is, whatever Tom Hanks is in out of five, (laughs) we rank Tom Hanks' performance out of five. We rank uh, is Tom Hanks a dick? Uh, That's just an ever expanding and retracting scale. Uh, It goes to minus five, it goes to plus five, it goes to six sometimes. And we decide whether or not this goes to Hanks back. So, um, what would you give this out of five? I I think I enjoyed it more (laughs) than you. I still think the idea is really really cool, and um, I think the execution is okay. Uh, I think it is worth watching because it's interesting to see that even just the dramatized version of La Voyage dans la Lune is sure. really, really fun. Um, and I, I disagree that people would not learn anything. I think there's definitely things about the Apollo 17 space mission that I didn't know. I did, like I definitely didn't know that it was the first scientist that went to space. Sure, I didn't know sure, that they discovered sure. like uh, they were like felt like they were getting more yeah. um, finally getting to grips with um, with moon research. So there's there's interesting aspects in that. So I think I'd give it a solid three. Yeah, it's nothing nothing amazing. I, I think my issue is it makes a point in the beginning of saying you don't know their names because they didn't. It all went perfectly fine, and I can't I can't tell you today what their names are, and. On the one hand, yeah, I should do my homework better for this, this. But at the same time, I don't. I don't think it it makes them enough of characters. It doesn't tell their story in a way which I think is narratively satisfying or like really gets through to me. And you're right. You're right. That I wouldn't have been able to before. I wouldn't have known that the last mission was the first time they had a geologist or a scientist on the moon, and that really is incredible. I I think I'd probably give the same as you you did. Just with a more downbeat. <laughs> I think it's, I it's a three, three with a sad emoji yeah, afterwards. Like the, 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 review, the review score of a three is like eternally um, can mean so much more than any other point on the scale. Three is is a multitude of uh, emotions, and, and <laughs> I, I think I come to the same as a, as a piece of quality is very well made, it's very it's well directed, well acted, and that kind of stuff. I just don't think as a documentary is satisfying for me. Tom Hanks' performance out of five. Yeah, he's not good in this. I mean... He's not. The, I can't review his French. Uh, so I mean... The, 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 the resident's French speaker. His French is bad. The way he speaks <laughs> French is really bad. But... Uh, and like... And 
obviously, I mean, I, I can say that's not his fault as the actor, but he definitely made that choice as the producer. So, like, yeah, and the writer, he yeah. fucking wrote this. He wrote this for himself. He wrote, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do myself, put myself in old makeup and make it French. And it's just a bad, weird decision. And then the American accent on the other side is so weird. I think I have to the give American, it's, I, it's the American accent. I'm pretty much everyone else is doing American accents in, in within that. Sure, except then, George Melier. Who's the, the, doing? Hello, <laughs> let me have some of your baguette and garlic. Oh la la! Like that is. Uh, I I think I have to give him a two. He's not good in this. Yeah, I look. I'm sure this was a passion project. I know, I know he's had a long-standing um, interest in history, American history, and uh, especially the space program. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I think he he made this out of any nefarious things. Like, of course, make money for whatever. It, if if he hadn't produced and written this and produced and you know done voice over the entire series, I would have thought this was just him cashing a check. So I'm being like, look, we'll pay you X amount of money, you know, like the hundred grand to be in like five months this thing, because that it does feel like that. It is a two. It is not. It is a complete nothing of a performance. Like it, it is just. It's a. It's not a harsh way. I obviously really love Tom Hanks again. Him some glowing reviews before. But it's 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 fine. You know, it's whatever it is. He's he's not meant to be the star, and that's fine. But nor do I think he's particularly great in the bit he does here. Uh, so I'd give him a two as well. So Tom Hanks, that, Dick Meter. I would like to say that is the lowest I've given him since for a decade Jeez. since 1987 in Dragnet. <laughs> uh, you've 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 given him worse since then because you're a dick. But uh, what have I given him? Uh, you give him a one in... Oh, no, wait, sorry, I apologise. It's the worst I've given him since Bonfire of the Vanities. Sure. Uh, where I also gave him a two, uh, and you gave him a one. Yeah. But, yeah, th- uh, after... It's, after, better, after than, it's better than Bonfire of the Vanities, let me yeah, tell you after, what, after, after a strong 90s, that, this is this It's, is it's a, the sign we're coming into the late 90s and early 2000s, um, um, where I think he, he starts, it becomes hit or miss again. Yeah. Um, Dig me to... I don't know, he barely has a fucking character in this. I'm going to give him a... One? I don't fucking know. Uh, Jamie, he's clearly a three on the dick meter for the simple reason that he berates the man with the explosives when actually his boss, George Melier, uh, is fine with the level explosion. And you know what? I'm not okay with that. He's just a yes man, right? He's an insidious little yes man doing whatever George Melier wants. Does he have a personality? No. He is just an American voice for this very French man. Three. Okay, and is this going in your hangs bag? No, no, of course it fucking isn't. No, it's not good. It's not. I was. Well, it's, I, it's, it's not. It's. It's, it's just. It's just it's fine. fine. It's. It's sad because I was really excited. You going were, into and it. I. I thought and it was going to be more. Yeah. And I do think. I do think a lot of this would be saved just by having actual interviews in there. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I, I. I think by seemingly putting in these weird honestly if it turns out these were the real guys I feel very embarrassed no no it's not no, it's but, not but, they're but, actors but having these interviews done by actors I'm just like there are better ways you could be telling parts of these narratives than this the George Millier stuff having, having Tom Hanks do a weird French accent and then dubbing over in English and American is great but uh, no I think had they had they just put in some actual astronauts in there I think it would have been better and better as a documentary yeah um so, so Jamie, when yeah. something doesn't go in our Hanks bank, we, of course, have to think of something else to save humanity this week. Something we're going to present to the aliens to satiate their <coughs> needs for one more week. So what are you uh, what are you presenting to the aliens this week? So last week I, 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 I broke from tradition. 
I uh, gave a very uh, Nick Cage-centric uh, present for the aliens. Uh, this week, I, I will return to my uh, typically morbid self. Not morbid, but sentimental and uh, occasionally morose. I, I present to the aliens the uh, astronauts of the Apollo uh, missions. Um, I, I genuinely do think that it is still to this day the most incredible thing humanity has done. I mean, save for, like, I don't know, eliminating smallpox, right? Like, so it, it, it I, I think they are on that level of thing, right? I, I think it is a, such an incredible thing that these people left the Earth, that these people went in a small tin can, which, as I always say, that the Apollo 11 program had less technology than a PS2, I think, when we were kids, was, was what we were told. And, uh, you know, now I'm sure it's less than you have in your pocket and your phone. It is utterly incredible, and I, I think about this in the context of Apollo 13, which I think tells the, the, the story better. Um, you know, it, these these people did something which, uh, you know, hasn't been done again for a long time, and I, I, I think it's incredible. I, I, I hope with states continue to fund uh, space travel, and that uh, we don't just let Elon Musk uh, send whoever he wants in space, and that we don't just let space travel become the reserve for Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic. I think we need to push it. Uh, we need to go further, dream bigger, and to do something incredibly brave. So, yeah. Astronauts. Specifically the Apollo astronauts. Thank you very much. Uh, in honour of uh, it being Halloween week, uh, I am uh, presenting the aliens to the word spoopy. Spoopy! <laughs> spoopy! I think it is a very adorable uh, internet affectation, yeah. and I think they would appreciate that not everyone likes a scary time. That's true. But everyone loves a spoopy time. That's true. Jamie, uh, can you do me a favour? Uh, define the word spoopy. <laughs> uh, spoopy is something that's spooky in a funny or cute way. Uh-huh. Such as? I don't know, uh, like a dog wearing a bat costume. Okay, like spoopy. Like a like a baby wearing like a like a, a baby wearing a wearing vampire. Yeah, <laughs> and what other cute things can we put in Halloween costume? It's like a kitten uh, wielding a machete. That would be spoopy. Correct? Exactly, very spoopy. Yes, uh, 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 you know, like uh, like Hillary Clinton with a chainsaw. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Bit off base on that one. Okay, that's not spoopy enough for you. Okay, it's a pumpkin who had sex with your mother. So spoopy. That's very spoopy. <laughs> so, you can follow us at Hang Spank Pod at, uh, and me at Jamie P. Loxon and Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Uh, we didn't have any this week, but of course we have our favourite segment, the Fritz Sports segment. Uh, if you uh, listen to this podcast, you are our friend, and if you send us in a message, it is a Fritz Sport, uh, and we will... I was about to say we may well read it on the no, show. We'll, we'll we know. will. We will. <laughs> we are starved for attention. Yes. Anything you say. And especially um, in a like low content week like this yes, week. Yes, absolutely. We would have spent a good half an hour talking oh, about your thing. Oh, I forgot to say uh, that we've been um, completely torn apart. Again, it's it's not a friend's fault, but I've brought it up multiple times. We've been torn apart this week by the World Cup of Bread. We are very much on the opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum for the World Cup of Bread. You go uh, vote for sourdough. You want uh, sourdough and crumpets uh, because you are and a bagels. Uh, you are and a bagels. Because you're a Tory Conservative county votes for Brexit and white British exceptionalism. Bagels. And I am stunning Pitter 
the objectively oh, yeah, best friend. you're Greek. Um, oh. <laughs> no, because I'm not a twat. Uh, but yeah, go find uh, hashtag World Cup of Bread on Twitter. Vote um, for It's Fun, we're into the uh, quarterfinals, and no, it's it's getting it's getting close. Uh, as of time of Sourdough's rec- going to lose it. Oh yeah, it. as of time oh, of recording, I believe Sourdough is still currently losing. Um, I uh, can't. Do, would you like a live update to the scores, Alexander? Sure, hit me. Well, um, while I'm looking that up, please uh, do the thing you always do. What do you want? All right, motherfuckers, you are going. To go to your friends, (laughs) I know you have some. You have at least five. I want you to think of five people right now. They can be your mother, they can be your brother, they can be your lover. I do not care. I want you to go to their phones. They probably have phones. Statistically speaking, they do. I want you to go to their podcast download place of choice. If they don't have one, I want you to download a couple of things to them. I want you to download Spotify. I want you to download Apple Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and then whatever else people listen to podcasts (laughs) on. Great. You've done that. Well done. Next, I want you to go on all three of those things and download all 30-something episodes of Hank's Bank. That's right. I want you to basically fill up their entire phone with all of this. When they're like, where's all my stuff gone? So you deleted it and then she get Apple Cloud or some other kind of cloud service to keep their photos. Those photos are dead. They have been replaced with this. That's right. Hank's Bank forever. Uh, if you do that and you send in a photo of you doing that, we will um, do something very special to celebrate. Uh, we will send you like a topless photo. Uh, <laughs> I am not committing to that. If, I will. if we get six people to do that, we will do a, a topless calendar. Um, it, it, make sure you have to download like 150 episodes on their phone. That's right. Like I said, download the individual podcast services and then all of our episodes on the given podcast service. If we get six people to send the screenshots of having done that, we will do a topless calendar. That is right. Hashtag Jamie now. Go nude. Uh, tell me about the World Cup of Bread. So with 13 hours left Christ. in the third quarter final, yeah. Saudo versus Pitterbread. Yeah. The score is 53-47 to Pitterbread. There's 13 hours left. I believe if you, li- <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast, literally the minute it comes out, um, you might just about have enough time to get to this part of, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. of the episode before this poll closes, uh, and then you'll be able to vote uh, if you try to sway. Uh, but also, you could maybe check back and, and you can you can see you can have a look at the hashtag yeah, World Cup yeah. of Red and oh, see sourdough. see if Pitter held on or if, if Sourdough clutched it out in the end. Fingers crossed. What are you? What are you? You're looking. You're looking confused. No, I'm just making sure that we haven't like. Lost I haven't stopped life. recording again. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I'm gonna go and edit this podcast, which I don't want to fucking have to do. But for me, I, 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 I might. Be able to, I, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Feel no, free. No, no, no. Feel free to add some more content. Oh, I, I was just saying that I, 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 I may be able to take the time. I'm not sure if those are beats or if those are seconds. We'll find out. Okay. Well. From me, Jamie, and my co-host Al. That's one more ep in the bank. Vote bitter. Sourdough! Hans Bank.